Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and uh, today is the first show in 2024, and today I thought we would need to start looking at or consider more. We've talked a little bit about what's going to be happening or what's coming up as far as planetary matters are in 2024. Um, and uh, after getting rid of some business in the, today in the, in the beginning of the show here, we'll go on to that topic and I'll, I'll cover such things as uh, where Saturn is, what the major aspects are this year, um, other planetary phenomena that you just should have on your calendar and know when certain things are happening, but also know what the general conditions are. And if time permits, after doing this sort of um, general review of what's happening in 2024, and a little bit beyond. Um, maybe we'll have time to look at other specific countries and leaders' charts to see what's up for them this year. Uh, but failing that, if we probably won't have time for that. We'll, I'll do that in another show in the next couple of weeks. Okay? Um, and again, if you need to reach me for whatever reason, you can always email me at billatride at gmail.com. That is. That's B I L L A T T. R-I-D-E at gmail.com, and you could call me or email me with a question, and you can find my phone number on various uh, social media sites as well if you want to reach me, um, whether to get a reading list for spiritual books or astrology books or uh, have a question that you might have for me that I could maybe point you in the right direction. And if you want to get a reading as well, uh, that's what I do uh, six days a week. I see clients here and around the world uh, virtually, and I'd be happy to... Uh, to do your chart as well. Um, again, uh, the, the, the major topic for today is looking at all the different planetary phenomena. And uh, once we've done that, then I will open up the airwaves in the second half of the show with you to hopefully come to me with some questions maybe about what I've been talking about. But if you have other questions, or certainly if you have a question about your chart or someone else's chart, you can certainly go ahead and um, put that to me as long as I, I first understand uh, what is the birth date we're talking about and the place of birth. And if you have time of birth, then I can tell you everything. Um, and when I call on you, I'll, I'll uh, mention your area codes, so hopefully you recognize that I'm calling on you as well as uh, then you can give me maybe a first name so we can talk with one another in that second half of the show. All right. Um, I think that I think that covers it. So let's let's get into the show today because there's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot going on. Well, there's always a lot going on. Uh, and I'm hopefully picking out some more important points that we need to be made aware of for the coming year. So so as we're moving now into 2024, uh, it is time for us to consider what astrological conditions will prevail during this year and, and beyond this year. Um, the major planetary alignment of 2024 includes uh, uh, a uh, major aspect between Saturn and Pluto, which is the first one since their last conjunction in January of 2020. 
and it's a semi-square that is exact in May, September, and January uh, of 2025. 2024 will also be the final year of Pluto's transition from the sign of Capricorn to Aquarius, and it'll be the final full year for both Neptune in Pisces before it transitions to Aries, and the final full year for Uranus in Taurus before it transitions to Gemini. So those shifts indicate that we will certainly be in a much different world by 2025 and beyond. This year will also have the usual repeating phenomena of the solar and lunar eclipses. We'll have three Mercury in retrogrades and Jupiter also changing signs. I'll do another show soon if I don't get to it today about major national leadership charts so we can see about the year ahead from that perspective as well. So the first up is the most important aspect in the heavens this year is the first alignment of Saturn with Pluto since their conjunction, or what we would call a new moon, of January 2020. Now, the cycle of Saturn and Pluto from conjunction to conjunction lasts about 33 to 38 years. It varies quite a bit because of Pluto's elliptical orbit. And it concerns the integral balance between order, which is Saturn, and the will, which is Pluto, or what I call structure and sacred space, or maybe spirit materialized and the alchemical force that propels the entirety of creation. In mundane or worldly astrology, this cycle informs the birth, death, and rebirth of new political, economic, and social structures. Often the cycle begins with the ending of some kind of order, like a breakdown, and then a rebuilding of the ways of the exercise of power through structure, and of the ways in which order and disorder then reorder, echo down through the ages. The most recent conjunctions of Saturn and Pluto was the first of the 20th century occurred in 1914, which we saw World War I, which would be seen, I would think, as the penultimate war in the history of colonization. The subsequent semi-square of 1918 brought the end of that war, but also the great influenza epidemic of 1918-1919. The conjunction of 1947-48 saw the beginnings of decolonization with the partition of India and Pakistan, the emergence of China finally free from foreign control, but also the establishment of the state of Israel. The subsequent semi-square in 1951 saw the Korean War and many other South Asian and African wars of post-colonial struggles. The Saturn-Pluto conjunction of 82-83, well, that saw Israel invade Lebanon, which it did not completely leave until the year 2000, but also the birth of the Internet and a number of military governments being replaced by civilian ones like in Argentina and Turkey. The subsequent semi-square in 1988 saw the first internet virus and the beginning of the end to the Iron Curtain and Cold War as the Soviet Union tried to open up its economic system and Hungary opened up to travel between East and West. Now we have our most recent conjunction of 2020. And we have certainly experienced the structures and systems around the world being overmatched and overwhelmed 
by a worldwide pandemic. We have been made aware of how our system of meeting human needs by means of an intricate global trade structure has been proven to be vulnerable and lacking in resiliency. The very way in which we have become interconnected and interdependent, both materially and virtually, has overwhelmed and thrown into disrepute the governing institutions within and between nations. As what had been assumed to be a universal liberal political and economic order has been battered and sometimes shattered by forces of reaction and revolution, by extremists on the right and the left. What we are seeing around the world is a worldwide experience of millennial movements whose adherents either want to return their world to a mythic golden age or to a yet-to-be-realized final judgment in which their followers will be spared and exalted. What this year's semi-square may hold for us, there is truly no way to know for certain. All we can know is that the essential interdependencies and interconnectivities of the natural world, the beautiful yet vulnerable hierarchy of nature's ecosystems, combined with the effects of our economic world driven by infinite consumption on a finite planet, are growing, not fading. We will certainly experience ever greater waves of disturbances, mass migrations of peoples, fleeing climate disasters, and institutional failures. And this inescapable, inescapable reality is being brought to bear as the primary and existential challenge facing humanity is this threat of climate change, a transformation of our world that we have created and which is becoming ever weirder and wilder. But we must always remember that the planetary indications from Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are still the major shapers for any period of history. We have looked at them recently, and we will look at them again in a later show, but we need to remember that we are at the cusp of three major transitions. Pluto is moving into Aquarius in 2024 until 2044. Neptune is beginning its move into Aries next year until 2039. And Uranus is beginning its move into Gemini next year until 2033. Now, the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was 1778 to 1798, the same time as the American and French revolutions and Napoleon Bonaparte. The last time Neptune was in Aries was 1862 to 1875, encompassing both the U.S. Civil War and Reconstruction. And the last time Uranus was in Gemini was 1935 to 1942, the first half of the Second World War, as much as we might have been frustrated by the rigidity between groups and factions over the past many years, these shifts of the major planets will mean that we are going to see a rearrangement, realignment of issues and peoples from 2025 onwards. With so many outer planets moving into new signs, the combinational or energetic spiritual vibrations will create new opportunities and new solutions to our present-day challenges. But they will also, of course, necessarily raise new ones, too. 
It is upon each one of us to understand the meanings and messages of the planets, but most especially to remember the fundamental truths and wisdom that should guide our thoughts and shape our actions year after year. If we do so, then we will respond well to their influences and not react with fear. Normally, every year we will have two solar and two lunar eclipses. And this is also true for 2024, with a lunar eclipse on March 25th, a solar eclipse on April the 8th, a lunar eclipse on September 18th, and a solar eclipse on October the 2nd. Solar eclipses are more significant, and their influence can be expected to last until the next solar eclipse around six months later. The lunar eclipses are understood to influence the next 30 days until the next full moon. Solar and lunar eclipses happen when the orbital position of the Earth around the sun and the orbital position of the moon going around the Earth match up so that either the moon creates a shadow by blocking out the sun at the new moon or the Earth creates a shadow that blocks out the full moon. The March 25th penumbral lunar eclipse which means the moon only enters the penumbra of the Earth's shadow, so it just dims, happens around 3 a.m. at 5 degrees and 7 minutes in Libra. And weather permitting, it will be visible in the USA. If you have any planet or chart angle around this degree, it will be important to consider its meaning for the next month or so. The April 8th total solar eclipse is exact at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 19 degrees and 24 minutes of Aries. And the eclipse's path of totality will sweep across the USA from the southwest to the northeast. If you have any planet or chart angle around this degree, it will be very important to consider its meaning to you for the next six months and the area of your chart it falls in will be highlighted for that same period. The path of totality will sweep from Mexico and into Texas, then up through Arkansas and Missouri, into southern Illinois and into Indiana and Ohio, then on into western New York State and through northern Vermont and New Hampshire, on through Maine, before finally ending in the eastern provinces of Canada. I had actually mentioned this eclipse back in 2017 because in August of that year, we had another total eclipse sweep across the USA from the northwest to the southeast, starting in Oregon, arching through the Midwest, and intersecting this 2024 eclipse in southern Illinois and moving then further southeast as it exited in South Carolina. Now, it seems rather significant to me, and I'm sure to many others, that the USA will have experienced two total solar eclipses seven years apart that form a perfect X centered just east of the continental center of the USA and actually right on the median spot for the population of the USA as a whole. The September 17th partial lunar eclipse 
which means the moon enters most of the full shadow of the Earth, but a small crescent appears on one side, is exact at 10.34 p.m. at 25 degrees 41 minutes of Pisces. And weather permitting, it'll be visible in the USA. If you have any planet or chart angle around this degree, it will be important to consider its meaning for the next month. Finally, the October 2nd annular solar eclipse, which means the moon is a little too far away from the Earth so that a small ring of sunlight, the annulus, is seen around the moon, is exact at 2.49 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 10 degrees and 4 minutes of Libra. And it begins in the central Pacific and arches down to South America, passing through southern Chile and Argentina. Again, if you have a significant planet or chart angle around 10 degrees of Libra, you will experience this area of your life becoming more consequential for the next six months. So now let us consider the Mercury retrogrades for 2024. We will usually have three Mercury retrogrades in a year, and that is true for 2024. Of course, we did begin this year with Mercury turning direct as it had been retrograding since December 13th. The meaning and message of each retrograde period will be indicated by what sign or signs Mercury is moving backwards through, and for each of us individually, by what house or houses of your chart it is moving through as well. No matter what, the Mercury retrograde period presents an opportunity for everyone to become more reflective and pensive, more drawn to and in need of introspection, to help to clear up poor thinking or communications by a self-critical analysis, so that our manner of observing, thinking, and communicating with one another is improved and uplifted. But each period also requires that we remember that the weather has changed for one and for all, and although everyone is affected by the shift of energy forms, many do not know what is happening or how to manage it. That is why we experience a rise in miscommunications and a surge of misunderstandings in the world generally. In each encounter between one person and another, the general conditions for all minds means that either one or both individuals are not receiving as well as they might think, nor are they transmitting as well as they could. So, during these periods, we should use this time for mindful, thoughtful self-renewal, but when engaged in communications with others, we must strive to listen more carefully and speak more clearly. The first Mercury retrograde of 2024 begins on April 1st and ends on April 25th, with Mercury moving from 27 degrees of Aries back to 16 degrees. Whatever area of life your chart this involves, by which I mean whatever house or house it's moving through, and what planets it may contact, you will find it important or necessary to review and revise your thoughts about this area of your life. For one and for all, since the retrograde is in Aries, behind the issues being addressed will be the Aries experience of being more mindful of your presence 
of your attitude and demeanor so that you can meet each moment of the eternal now in the most meaningful manner. The second Mercury retrograde begins early on August 5th for the U.S. East Coast, but in the late evening of the 4th for the rest of the USA, moving from 4 degrees of Virgo back to 21 degrees of Leo when it turns direct on August 28th. Again, whatever area of your chart this involves, you will need to review and revise your understanding of that. And for one and for all, since this retrograde involves both Virgo and Leo, it will encompass and link both signs' meanings. For the Virgo phase, it will be a time to reflect and amend the order of one's life, to strive to maintain or bring into greater integration all the parts of your life. And during the Leo phase, to reflect on the meaning of respect for oneself and for one another. The third and final Mercury retrograde begins on November 25th and ends on December 15th, moving from 23 degrees of Sagittarius back to 6 degrees Sagittarius. As before, whatever area of your chart this involves, you should use these three weeks to reflect and revise your understanding of that. For one and for all, the retrograde through Sagittarius will provide a period to question the hierarchy of truths and beliefs that form and guide your understanding and your actions. Now, Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system and completes an orbit of the sun roughly every 12 years. That means Jupiter will spend about one year in each sign. Since May 16, 2023, Jupiter has been in the sign of Taurus. It will enter Gemini on May 25, 2024, and remain there until it moves into Cancer on June 9, 2025. Jupiter is the pathway to and vessel of truth. Whether those truths be spiritual or metaphysical or scientific or cultural, Whatever sign your Jupiter is in your chart, whatever sign you have with Jupiter, it will indicate the type of truths you will guide your life by and the pathway you will follow to reach a greater understanding. But just as there are many paths that will lead us to our eventual awakening, we should be open each year to the various forms of truth that Jupiter will hold for us as it moves through the signs. When Jupiter is in Taurus, as it is now, it will foster a purposeful and persistent search for the truth. Those who have Jupiter in Taurus will hold to a firm belief in teachings and values that are eternal. Any individual with Jupiter in Taurus has an underlying optimism and faith in humanity, or really in all of life or spirit. Most individuals with Jupiter and Taurus have an abiding belief that humanity is on a continuous and upward path that will lead to the fulfillment of some form of a divine plan. So during this past year, and until May 25th, humanity has been influenced by Jupiter to follow a path to truth that is founded upon and forged by everlasting value, which of course is 
divine love. When Jupiter is in Gemini, it will foster a path of development that is formed by an insatiable curiosity and constant exchange of information. Any individual with Jupiter in Gemini will be more able to take the oftentimes chaotic multiplicities of inputs from the universe and be more able to organize and give them a co- coherent meanings, whereas for many, for many others, they might experience this surge of energy as noise or chaos. During the upcoming period of Jupiter and Gemini, humanity will be influenced to follow a path to truth that is filled with this insatiable curiosity and hopefully with wonder. The injunction, with Ju- the injunction from Jupiter and Gemini is that no matter what level of understanding you have achieved, in order to remain true to your spiritual nature, you must follow the eternal voice of the silence, which whispers, walk on. We know those who claim to have all the answers will be seen for who they truly are, that they know nothing. Moreover, 2024 will be the first of the four major alignments that Jupiter will make with Saturn during their cycle of 20 years, and that is the waxing square aspect. The beginning of their last cycle was in December 2020, and it was historic, as it was the start of a new 200-year cycle of Jupiter and Saturn conjunctions in the air signs, starting with Aquarius. The previous conjunctions uh, conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn were 1980-81, 1961, 1940-41, and 1921, every 20 years. And the moments like our own of previous waxing squares were 1986, 1965, 1945, and 1926. What was released at the end of 2020 has now reached a critical turning point. The opportunity is put before us to choose which way we will go now, whether to rise with courage and faith or to fall back because of fear. Jupiter will square Saturn three times, going back and forth in its retrograde motion, first in August of 2024, then late December of 2024, and finally in June of 2025. The waxing square presents us with a challenge, whether we should choose one way or the other, or whether we can find a way to hold together two very different energy forms, to find a way to blend two very different messages and ways of acting in order to meet this moment above the challenges that are laid before us. And we must always remember that those real challenges are what we forged in the past by our prior actions or inactions. The question posed by the square is in our case between Saturn in Pisces and Jupiter in Gemini. If we can find a way to hold them together, we will find the wisdom that there is on the middle path of spirit. If we choose to hold to one and deny the other, then we will likely fail to make the most of the choices we need to make. Now, since Saturn is the slower-moving planet in this pairing, 
we should consider that its meaning and message should guide and shape the expression of Jupiter as we face whatever challenge is before us. Saturn in Pisces reminds you of your ultimate test, which is that the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. That means if you are still a captive of fear, circumscribed by your own self-cast shadows and a fear-fade fatalist about your life, if this is so, you will be unable to pierce through the cacophony of Jupiter in Gemini with those countless points of views and distractions will lead you into a morass of half-truths and confusion. But if you have begun to understand that you are a creator dreamer who has a living faith that is founded upon your immortal spiritual nature, then you will know that you have nothing to fear whatsoever. Anchored by your higher self, you will be able to discern fact from fiction, truth from half-truths, and you will know in your heart and in your mind what you must do. You will see through the shadows and fog and the bright shining light that is there within every one of us, the light sublime, divine unconditional love, will inspire your thoughts and guide your steps as you meet the choices that 2024 will bring. So may the light of truth, love, and understanding be with you all now and forevermore. May it be. Okay. Um, as I predicted, it's almost 2.30 here, so we don't have time to talk about the USA chart and USA leaders and, and other countries' charts and all that that we will get to, I promise. And hopefully in the next show, in the next few weeks, I'll cobble something together. But um, for today... I think I'll now give you, who are all patiently waiting there for me, uh, time to, to weigh in here with me about what I've had to say or perhaps about something else that's on your mind. Um, so I, I again want to ask you that when I call upon you that you um, um, uh, just give me your fir not first name perhaps or, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll mention the phone number that I'm calling upon so you'll know that I'm reaching out to you. Um, so just listen for the area code and make sure that you're... Um, uh, hearing that I'm, I'm calling upon you, maybe you can tell when I do that. But if not, um, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll deal with it. <laughs> Anyways, so let me get a, a sip of water here, which I always fail to do as I'm doing my little chat here, and uh, my throat goes dry and all that. So um, let me just let me grab my water. Good. That's so nice. <laughs> I wish I should take more breaks. Um, Anyways, um, I, I'm going to try to call on people here in order. I think it's maybe, – maybe they've improved the interface here. It seems to be lining up fairly in order, all of you there. And I'm going to go with a person, of course, has been holding on the longest and see what's up with them. So I'm going to call on you now, area code uh, 305. You're on with Bill. And who is this? Who am I talking with? Hi, Bill. It's Hello? Deanna. Oh, Bill, hi, Deanna. Hi, how are you? Yes. yes. I'm okay. I'm okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Bill, I'm wondering uh, how the New Year shapes up for me, living situation, health, and whatever else you see 
significant. Okay. Um, well, the, the, the two quick and easy ways to see what's going on in a person's chart to get a quick read on it is where is that progressed moon and what is it indicating? And then we look at, of course, where Saturn, perhaps where the lessons and tests may lie, but also opportunities for growth if we face those. And I'm sure we keep on saying this in your case, Deanna, because we've done this before. Both your progressed moon and the transiting Saturn for you are marching through your seventh house of relationship now. And that's kind of neat since the moon says this is a place where I can show adaptability and openness to making change. And Saturn says this is where I need to knuckle down and really work on things. But when we knuckle down, we can get too rigid. And if we're too adaptable, we're not being you know, forceful enough sometimes. So having them both there, I think is a, actually a great benefit because we're, we're just focusing all this energy on, I realize everything in my life now depends upon these relationships that I have or wish to have, wish to change, wish to grow through in my life at this time. And so opportunities will be there to the extent that I realize it starts with me, with my relationship to myself and how I am understanding what I'm able to offer and what I must and need to ask of others and making that clear to myself, move into these relationships with that better understanding. So I, by having that right relationship to me, I can make better relationships with others is the opportunity that's certainly coming this year um, and will continue to be a theme. We'll be talking about it for times to come here. Um, moreover, the Jupiter is always where there's going to be opportunities and growth and expansion in our life. Um, and Jupiter will very shortly, as it goes through Taurus, enter your ninth house and remain there for a good part of the year. And that's the natural house for Jupiter. And so Jupiter really enjoys being in the house, you could say, or we enjoy having Jupiter in that house because it leads to a growth of understanding an expansion of our horizons. It allows us to look further out and beyond and, and, and sort of feel like things are lifting, things are growing, things are expanding in my life at this point. So it tends to be a more uplifting period uh, for most than Jupiter as it has been this last year for you, marching through your eighth house of the chart, which has more challenges associated with it. So I would say on balance, um, a better year in 2024 for you. Certainly, it seems to be on, on target, okay? When is Jupiter going into the ninth house? And okay. I'm getting, yeah. you know, not sure about staying where I am due to outside circumstances. Do I need to move right. very soon? Okay. Um, Jupiter gets in there in the first week of, 20, of March 2024, and we have to remember that Jupiter is significant in regard to your question about location because Jupiter rules your fourth house of the home. It's, it, you have Sagittarius on your fourth house, so Jupiter rules that house. And so Jupiter changing houses um, then is bringing that influence of that house back into your home every time and your home conditions. Um, and I, I would tell somebody with Jupiter moving into their ninth house um, and, and having this connection to the fourth house, yes, this may be a time when you may move, um, and it may be more than a slight move. It may be a more, you know, a, a bigger move or a longer distance move as opposed to just moving down the block or something. 
Um, mm. So I don't, if you're thinking about leaving the, the town or city where you live, but that, that opportunity may come up with this is what I'm, I'm saying, okay? Okay. I'm certainly going to call you to do something private. Thank you okay. very much. And, uh, sure, my listening. pleasure. Okay, sure. I'll just put you on mute. Okay, thank you, Deanna. I'll talk to you later, okay? Thank you, Bill. Yes. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, all right. Um, there we go. And next in line, I think it's all in line here, area code, uh, area code 203. Uh, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill. It's Pat from Connecticut. Pat. Hi, Pat. Bear with me one minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm bearing with you, but I'm I'm, I'm I'm making sure I don't have more than one Pat. So hold on. Uh, I got. Okay. I got. Which Pat? <laughs> you got me. Which? I don't know. Which one are you? Oh, oh, oh. seven twelve fifty three. There you go. Okay, thank you, Pat. I'm just sorry when you know. Um, I don't want to give out your last name, but I, I'd have to know which. Birth dates are good because I can find oh, by birth date. Right. That's great. Okay, so so I've got okay. you up here, Pat. What can I do for you? Well, it's a great show. It certainly needs to be listened to a few times for the coming year. Um, yeah. But I well, I will again. I'll, 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 I'll um I'll I I always um within a few days or so I try to cobble together a decent transcript of the show listening to myself or translating, whatever, and then I publish that. So it can be lit, read later on, probably later this week, okay? Great. Okay. okay. Um, I'm back in things not working out great, you know, like bad luck and, you know, like it could be Mercury retrograde. It was that way for a long time, a uh, number of years, and then finally turned last year. I did a lot of work. Right. And I think just the planet yeah. itself <laughs> decided to make it easier for me. But it's kind of going back to that. And uh-huh. I want to know what you see. And it's causing insecurity about money and work more than anything. Okay. Well, it's even brought on depression. I've got a lot of resolutions. Ooh. Today I was just thinking, okay, do the things you can do. And I've got at least three things I can do. Wait. Okay. Okay. Um, mood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, we all, the, the end of the year, the beginning of the year can be a, a difficult transition for many of us because we look back with sometimes with fondness or regrets and we look forward with, with hope or trepidation. <laughs> it depends uh, on, on how, it, how it appears to us. And of course, we realize the most important thing is what I said before, that we have to hold ourselves as firm as we can in terms of our own presence in meeting the moment because that's going to really help determine how it plays out. If we're, if, yeah. we're, if we're in that fear mode, it's going to probably get worse. And if we can find some glimmer of things to hold to and believe in, we can turn things around and have more faith. Now, you are right at the cusp of a big change here in your own chart in that the last couple of years, your progressed moon, that inner measure of time, has been marching through that sign of Aquarius. And so really for two plus years, You've been addressing what are my hopes and dreams and who shares that with me. So it's about companionship and friendship and community and am I with my people questions and am I being me yeah. kind of questions. And, 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 of course, if I feel I'm not with my people or I can't find my people or I'm not appreciated for who I am, then I feel 
that most painful of feelings, feeling alienation. Um, yeah. That even where I'm, where I am, I don't feel I'm there or don't belong here. So Absolutely. it's going to change. It's going to change dramatically. Um, and if the moon will go from an air sign again, remember you are Cancer, so that that moon is really important. Um, yeah. And it's going to go into the last sign, the sign of Pisces, beginning at the end of January. And so okay. for the next couple of years, um, your moon is in a more sensitive sign, which means I have more sensitivity. I have more depth of feeling. I'm back in that realm that I'm more, that is more my realm of being, being that I am a, 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 a Pisces. I mean, I, that I'm Cancer and it's now in the sign of Pisces. Yeah. Um, right. and, and so what I'll be dealing with is facing down my fears and finding or restoring my faith will be the operative uh-huh. thing you're engaged in. Okay. Um, okay. And and it will be a it's, a it's one of the more spiritual times in a person's life where we see the connections within us and around us and find um, the beauty within and without. Um, but of course, it requires that we you know face the reality that whatever is happening today, I set in motion yesterday. But that means if I can hold this moment now with the best of intentions and actions, I'm creating this better future that I will enter into tomorrow. So. I have to sort of have faith and put down that fear. Um, and that's easy for me to say, um, but that is absolutely what we have to do um, and what yep. you're going to be yep. really knuckling down and dealing with. Now, along with that, we know Saturn is going through Pisces now, as I mentioned, and beginning here in 2024, as it's moving through Pisces, it's changing houses in your chart. Moving here from the fifth house of self-realization, self-expression, leadership, and love, where there have been tests for the last several years, and now it's going into the house of the ordering of my life itself. This is the house of healing. This is the house of adjustment. This is the house that says, okay, now I really, really need to make changes here in in my life and how I order my life and structure my life. and it's quite striking that, you know, you're born with that Jupiter in Gemini, <laughs> as you might know. Uh-huh. Um, so you are that person who's like, you know, really engaged and constantly searching for the truth. And it's never ending yeah. and nor should it end. Um, but yeah. Saturn, like lining up in the heavens, Saturn's going to be scoring Jupiter this year in the heavens, going to be doing the same thing in your own chart. So you're, okay. you are lined up this year to match what's going on around you. Meaning this wow. is the year where I'm looking at how do we do these two things? How do we mean, how do I deal with all this energy out there, all this noise and information and on all these right. different levels? I do that by holding to that Piscean truth that, that in terms of spirit, in terms of understanding, um, I know that I am the creator of me. And, I, and what I dream of and what then I think of becomes my life. So it's always within my power to change my life. And if I give in to fear, well, of course, then it's not. But I have faith, not in something outside of myself, but deeply encoded into my spiritual nature, that I have the capacity to make things new, to renew myself. And so mm-hmm. when Saturn goes in the sixth house, I'll tell a person, they're going through a period of healing. They're going through a period of a restoration and renewal um, and fixing things. And that's going to be the theme for the next couple of years. 
Okay. Got okay. to be diligent with that. That's really good uh, advice. Um, I have a quick question. I've been reading about Mars being in Cancer soon for a long time, and I know that's not great with me, but will well, it be uh, okay? Actually, actually, well, well, Mars right now and uh, is in Capricorn, which is opposite to Cancer, right, and Mars right. will tip. And Mars is not going retrograde this year, so typically Mars moves through each sign in about two months. So in two years, it makes a complete circuit or moves around the solar system. Um, And it it, it varies because it will will pass it on the inside track. It will go retrograde, but that's not happening for a while. So right now, Mars is in Capricorn. That's true. It'll get through there roughly in about the next, you know, 45, 50 days. And then it's on into the sign of Aquarius. So it will be opposite your sun um, and opposite anybody who has planets in Cancer will have Mars opposite that position for the next right. few weeks. Um, and okay. for you, the, the height would be sort of right at the end of January is when Mars reaches the opposition to your sun, um, which is not per se a bad thing. It's just a okay. realization of, you know, how I act for in self-affirming ways versus self-destructive ways. Um, and then it's on into Aquarius by the second week of, of um, February, okay? Okay. I, I thought it was much oh. longer. I had read something incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I, don't, I, don't know what, um, it may, I don't know what they were talking about, but, but definitely Mars is in Capricorn now and heading into Aquarius in February. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. listen, thank okay. you, thank you, thank you so much. This was terrific and a big help, and Happy New Year to you. Okay, okay, very good to you. Happy New Year to you, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, be well. Bye. Okay, um, let's go down the list here. I think it's, yeah, it seems to be holding up pretty well. Never know this interface. Uh, anyways, you're, I'm talking with somebody at 216 area code. You're on with Bill. Hello? Hi there. My name's Karen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And you you've, ta- you've uh, called in before? Like a, maybe a year ago. It's been a while. Okay. Let me give oh. you my birthday, okay? Oh. Well, give me it. Just give me your birthday, and I'll see if I've got it here. Sure. Here's September 1st. 1965. Uh-huh. I've got it. I've got you, Sharon. There we go. I keep. I, when people give it to me, I I, I save it <laughs> in, in my folder you. for blog talk. Well, I mean, it's easier that way, so we can, you know, I don't have to redo it. Um, so yes, I've got your chart here, September 1st, 65, 11:33 in the evening in uh, Michigan. So what can I do for you? My question is. Um, a lot of money. I, I've been renovating my condo. Last year, I did the kitchen. I loved it so much. I want. I just. How do? How are my finances going to be this year? There's a couple more things I want to do, and I don't want to deplete my savings. I like to keep it at a certain level. You know what I mean? I pay cash right. for everything. <laughs> oh. Oh well, just, good, I, good, good. Well, <laughs> I guess that's good. I well, I save, uh, yeah. I think save and then I buy it and then I save, save. I do them in sections. I just don't do it all at once. Charges right. make me nervous. Well, good. Maybe because I'm thinking. Well, no, no, that, that's I'm... understandable. 
Yeah. Um, the, the, the major influences for financial matters, of course, concern Jupiter in our chart and Venus. They're the two benefics. Venus is the lesser, oh. Jupiter the greater benefic, and have connections to value and flow of value and bountifulness or lack thereof. Um, right now you have, um, you have the, planet, the moon progressing through your eighth house, which is the house of, of joint ventures and debts and financing. So that shows why you may be more aware of and concerned about, you know, there's always the trade-off. You take out a loan, you got to pay it back. Or you invest this amount of money, how much you're going to get back. So you're dealing with those kinds of considerations, which is what you're doing. You know, is this a worthwhile investment and, and how can I manage it? So the moon there is actually probably helping you be more, careful or cautious about things um i am i know okay okay Okay. well that's good (laughs) and and then um and and then of course the thing i would be and of course you're a virgo so virgos are very clear and precise and analytical for the most part about most things um but the the thing that would give me a little pause and you just want to think about this is that um, a big outer planet, the planet Neptune, which moves very slowly, is lining up now for everybody who has planets at the end of mutable signs because it's at the end of its own sign of Pisces now. And you have your rising planet, Jupiter, there in at the very, like almost 28 degrees of Gemini, which means okay. this whole year the planet Neptune's going to be lining up with your Jupiter. Um, now, that's not a good thing or bad thing. It all depends on how you work with it. Neptune dissolves boundaries so that what we were formerly seeing as reality and where things ended, now we're seeing through it, and we realize there's something beyond what we could formally conceive or understand. That's a good thing. But when okay. the boundaries are dissolving then things become less distinct and clear, so it makes things kind of fuzzier, and therefore our understanding could be a little off or misconstrued. So anybody who has Neptune going over Jupiter, I tell them things are not what they seem in terms of your understanding and your perceptions of things. And it doesn't mean you're going to be misunderstanding and hurt yourself. You could be underestimated or overestimating, and therefore... I always tell people when Neptune's on your Jupiter, your judgment could be flawed this year. We don't say which way. Therefore, don't just rely upon your own good judgment. Have other people you know and trust who can look things over for you, look at your numbers or your plans and say, oh, it looks great. Or didn't you notice this? And you realize, oh, my God, I didn't factor that in. And, you know, so the thing is, don't don't assume that you're seeing the whole picture. You need to okay. bring in other eyes to double-check your, your numbers, your, your plans, whatever, to make sure you're not missing something um, and therefore could be disappointed or let down when it doesn't turn out as you expected. Okay? Is this, I, this, this is the kind of year where we – this okay. is all year is long. This, this lasts this? from – yeah, it's from okay. – it's, it it's been building in in 23, but now it's in full force – and certainly strongest from February, March of 24, lasting through January 2025. Um, it just it doesn't okay. say don't do things. It just says understand that I could make a fall, I could make a bad estimate of something or over or under estimate because I'm not 
I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing things as clearly as I thought I am or was. <laughs> okay. okay. In the that worst case sense. scenario, but in the worst case okay. scenario, um, we are more, much more subject to people who, whether they realize it or not, realize that we are fuzzier now and they take advantage of that and we get deliberately taken in by somebody who has it in for taking, getting an advantage over us. So this is the year you could feel like you've been deceived by something or someone. But I would argue in almost every case I can imagine, imagine at the root of all deception is self-deception. We fall for the con because we think we're not being conned or <laughs> smarter than the person who's pitching us or whatever. It's how that three card Monty game works, right? They, they do the, the whether it's moving cards or moving a, a nut around under three cups or whatever. They play very ineptly, right? And you go, oh, I can beat these people. And the second you put money in the table, boy, do they get better at the, the game they were playing. <laughs> so it's like we have to always protect ourselves. Um, so this is a year not right. to be fearful, but to be smart. Thank you for okay. the advice. I love, oh my gosh. And I know, I know I've got to be careful with the handyman that does it. Thank you. I know. I get it. I get it. Okay. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it, yeah, just, it's not like you will be taken advantage of, but you okay. also don't want to be, you know, la-di-da and carefree and then feel like, oh, I've just taken advantage of and that just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was wonderful advice. <laughs> okay, sure. My pleasure. Good to talk with you again, Sharon. All right? <laughs> Have a afternoon. Thank you. Okay, you too. Okay, Happy New Year. Okay. Thanks. All right. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get, look at the people who have been here in order as best I can. I'm going to go with you, 310, uh, area code 310. Who's this? You're talking with Bill? This is Michelle. Hello? Michelle. Hi. This, which yes. which which Michelle was this? <laughs> uh four four twenty three fifty three. Four twenty three fifty three. Oh yes. Hi Michelle. How are you? Hi, how are you? Fine, thanks. I hope you're well. I am well, thank you. Good. I'm curious about the first four months of this year. I'm interested in change towards uh business and other relationships. Uh, and I didn't know if it's something that uh, will be put off or delayed in some, not necessarily delayed, but the uh, groundwork being done in the early parts of the year and things not actually uh, manifesting till later on. Okay, so I'm I'm not clear about what the question is in particular. You're uh, saying you want to know about the next yeah. few months, but... Yeah, how how much groundwork should be done now uh, versus later, or how much action uh, might be taken right now, or is this the, more of a research period? Okay, um, let's just see where things are. Um, I'm looking at, let me just look at the wheel and see if everybody is moving here. So you know that you've reached a moment in your, in your life where your progressed moon has reached the very top of your chart, which it would only get up there maybe three times in our life, okay? 
And when the moon's up there, we are at a moment where we're taking stock, looking at how we got to where we are, how we climbed this mountain that we're now sitting on top of, so to speak, symbolically. And we're looking out at the various pathways in front of us and considering whether to continue on the path or to now seeing a better path, take up that path now, continuing to the same basic objective or ending the path we're on and beginning a new one. So you are at a moment where view is there for you to decide, do I continue, pivot, or end and begin something in my life? And that's been true for the last several months. Um, And in regard to making a big decision about things, to go one way or the other, the moon is catching up to the sun, and they'll form the waning square in about five months. Let me just get the exact time here. But this whole year is a turning point in your life. Um, I would call it really a turning point in consciousness and my awareness and understanding of things. So I'm letting go of an old way of thinking about things and adopting maybe a better or truer one, given what I've come to know. And if you the fork in the road, so to speak, in your understanding reaches a climax Right as summer begins, right in June of 2024, you should be at a critical moment there of deciding one thing versus another. So this is, this is a time of decisions about the path and the way ahead. Um, but a lot, of the, a lot of that decision or choice of the path has more to do with attitude and thought than with actual physical action. It's more important to have that concluded. In other words, you have to, before I do something, I have to make up my mind about why and how I'm doing this. Okay. Um, okay. And that should, that should be something that you work on these next few months. And probably by, if not before, by June, you've come to that fork in the road. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Sure. Now, the one other thing is Jupiter, you're born with Jupiter and Taurus. So you're one of those people who believes that there are truths that have been found and they, they can't be disputed. <laughs> uh, tr- that truth is truth. Uh, and Jupiter is marching through Taurus right now, which, of course, is also your sun sign. Um, and, but Jupiter is about to change houses. It spent much of this year in your 10th house of your public life and public positions in the world. But beginning in... Um, most of the year, part of the year, it gets skipped out of there. But now it gets back in that 11th house, the beginning of February, uh, lasting until, well, into the summer of 20. Well, mostly staying there, let's say. So beginning in, um, I'll say, beginning in February 1st, 2024, and lasting for much of the rest of the year, there's a lot of growth in terms of community and fellowship and friendship and good things coming good things coming to you because of your connections in the community or with people you're involved in causes with the 11th house is our hopes and dreams and there's a reason to believe that my dreams are growing or expanding or becoming more you know meaningful to me in the coming year do you see a long a longer distance move in uh, 20, making a move, yeah, late twenty twenty. Uh, I brother. Is making a move when did you say? Probably late uh, this year or uh, early next year. Well, you you will have Jupiter um, will reach the 
come into your first house, but that's not until the fall of 2025, and that's always the time to be to be beginning something, uh, starting a new venture, starting a new life. But Saturn reaches the top of your chart by the spring of 2025, so that would help. Let me look at all the planets here. Um, um, I, yeah, 2025, there's several planets changing houses in your chart. Saturn comes into your 10th house. Neptune comes into your 10th, into your, is reaching your 10th house. Uh, lots of, there's a lot of change in your chart in 2025, for sure. Okay, um, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I hope that helped, okay? Yes, and I'll seek clarity. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, good. <laughs> okay, Michelle, good, good talking with you again, okay? Thank you. Okay, sure, bye-bye. Okay, well, we're past our three period time call, but let me see if I do got one more person who's been hanging on here for a while. Um, I think this person has been holding on for quite some time. 770, who's this? Hi, Bill. This is Maddie Hello. from Georgia. Hi. Hi, Maddie. Happy New Year. Hi. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Celebrating my solo return today. Well, there you go. I have, I'm glad I called, called on you. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> One seven forty five. You have my well. I, well, I spoke. I do. Before. I have. I, I just. I just pulled your chart up when you gave me your name, and yeah. I saw your. I think you're my only Maddie in this database, so that was easy. So there you are. <laughs> right. Right. So what can I do for you? That's what you see interesting. I should know. Okay, uh, let me pull back and look at the big picture, look at all the progressions and transits together. Um, and again, that progressed moon that's been in the sign of Virgo for you the last couple of years um, is about to make its move into Libra. So there's a shift coming up here in the next, I'll tell you, I might as well get, pull this up and tell you exactly. Um, starting on February the 13th, the moon moves from Virgo into Libra. So you move from considerations in your life about how to order or reorder my life and make life more livable, sensible, holistic, peaceful, all that stuff. It's more like ordering mm-hmm. things and being at peace. And now that mm-hmm. I've worked on me and made things better, I'm ready to go out there and work on my relationship life. And my relationship life will become more active as I'm engaged in making better my relationships now for the next couple of years. So it looks like a, a, a more of a surge in social life and social matters will be happening starting then in February, but then shortly thereafter, Jupiter will also go into your 11th house in later uh, this spring, as it, right when it moves into Gemini in May. Right before then, it goes into your 11th house, and you'll definitely have a lot of opportunity coming in terms of friendship and companionship and community activity. So two big indicators that change is coming in relationship. (laughs) Okay. Oh, cool. Oh, that's interesting. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be nice. Um, You'll, you'll, you'll like this shift, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else? Yeah. It's like my 11th house. Yeah, and, and um, yeah. I think my left house is in Gemini, yeah. 
Uranus. Yeah, well, your 11th house has it, it. Yeah, you have you have Uranus and Gemini in that house, and that means you have really unusual friends, Maddie. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, Always. Yeah. You, you like you like you like the unusual ones, and they're your friends. Um, you and but your friends house that are parapsychologists and uh, psychics oh. and all of that. <laughs> Oh no yeah. no you 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 like the you like the you like the unusual ones uh, not unusual right. bad I mean mm-hmm. just people who are really individual and and not you know not ordinary and and so that's something that you're drawn to and this area of your house will light up by early mid May and for the next year a lot of good things will come to you from your friends because you've earned that but you'll also enjoy your friendships that much more in the coming year. Oh okay. great. Any of those friends going to be like a love connection, a companion? Well, well, that it is the house of companionship too. And so when Jupiter's there, what it says is like, you know, I, I want to meet somebody. What should I do? Well, what I should do is do what I love to do and be with my friends. And through my friends, it is much more likely that I'd find my next partner. You know, mm-hmm. so my friends, my friends are the vehicle to finding my next partner always in your life, and very mm-hmm. much so in the coming year. So just when a friend okay. says, hey, let's do something, when a friend says, hey, let's do something, you should do it. <laughs> exactly. And I hope it's traveling. Hey, let's go. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> How's yes, money? Exactly. What is the money looking like? My finances looking well, like? Well, um, I'm looking to that. Okay. Um, Jupiter is your chart not going to be making any challenging aspects saturn you had to be more cautious this last year because saturn was on your venus and that's always the time to be careful with values and resources and money and income issues but now saturn mm-hmm. moving has moved off of that point and you should be more feel easier about financial matters and investment matters but i would have advised caution during 2023 for you yeah but, but yeah. you look okay. okay for twenty. You look okay for twenty twenty four. Okay. Okay, great. Now, is is my Jupiter is in Virgo? Is my I know my Jupiter is in Virgo, but is it in the yes. second house, or third house? I have it according to my way of calculating a chart. It's in the third house. Um, so yes, Jupiter Jupiter's in your third house, uh, and it's in the sign of Virgo. Um, and of course, Jupiter and Virgo people um, that the way to, to find truth in one's life is through service. Um, and where some people like, you know, have these great ideas and great truths they believe in, but a Jupiter and Virgo person says, that's fine, but I have to m- live the truth by how I conduct myself and help one another. So yeah. what Jupiter and Virgo people do, they live the spiritual in their daily life. And that's how they yeah. find their way to truth. That's how you find your way to truth. Uh, right. Maddie that's, walks the walk. She doesn't just yeah, that's walk what the walk. <laughs> okay. So far, that's what had happened, yes. Yes. Okay, okay. so my Jupiter, I always thought my Jupiter was in the second house, but it's in the third house. Okay. It's just inside the third house because it's at 27 degrees of Virgo, and your third house begins around 19, 20 degrees of Virgo. So in most house systems, clearly in that third house. Okay? Okay. Although, because if okay. it's in the second house, so 
if it was in the second house, I should have became a multimillionaire by now, right? Well, no, it, it, people think it means lots of money. It means a, an abundance in terms of a sense of understanding about value, which for some people they could turn that into a monetary gain, but some right. would not see that as the path and they wouldn't do it at all. But yeah, typically saying I would tell someone with Jupiter in the second house, oh, don't worry about money. But I really would never do that to somebody because then people would get foolish. <laughs> right. So I, would, I, I would tell them you probably shouldn't have to worry about money, but anybody can make a mistake if they get too full of themselves, right? So, uh, yeah. So true. <laughs> okay. So true. All right, Maddie. Well, it was great speaking with you again. Thank uh, you. Wish you. Thank a happy you so much. That was year. a nightmare. And everybody awesome. else is listening, and I hope to talk to all of you next time when I have the next show. Okay? Bye for now. Bye-bye, Maddie. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.